Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're getting a bonus holiday episode. I had the wonderful and amazing opportunity to go to the running event in Austin, Texas with one of my long-term sponsors, Lily Trotters, and connected with a few other brands while I was out there. I wanted to bring you guys a holiday gift guide episode that wasn't just me ooing and aahing over all these amazing products. I wanted you guys to hear from the companies themselves. So we've selectively chosen four companies uh, to work with here. And the first is Lily Trotters, which if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've heard from them. Amazing company, uh, women owned, and I just, I adore them and I love working with them. So you're going to hear from Lily Trotters. You're going to hear from Topo Athletics. You're going to hear from Orange Mud. And you're going to hear from Koros. Koros is the new GPS watch that I have personally been using. And I'm pretty obsessed with it. It um, attracts your steps too. And I'm on count, I'm staring at my count right now. I'm at 7,000 steps for the day and I've only been up for like three hours. I don't know if that's a lot or not, but seems like a lot to me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to just let you guys dive into this episode. So I'm talking with Kim Gross, who is the marketing director at Lily Trotters. This is the compression sock that I use and I believe in. I love supporting their business because they are women owned. Uh, everything they make is made in the USA and they are all about supporting and empowering women. I'm also talking with Tony Post. Tony is the founder and CEO of Topo Athletic. He has a really interesting story. He launched the Vibrant Five Fingers. <laughs> He's known for running the New York and London marathons in Rockport dress shoes. He's quoted in the Born to Run book due to his influence on the Loveville race series. And he has 30 years of experience in the shoemaking industry. He had a vision for a kind of shoe he wanted to make and he went and made it happen. So you're gonna hear from him and all about their shoes. You're also gonna hear from T Josh Sprigg, the founder and owner of Orange Mud. They have created awesome accessories for runners of all distances. They have really great hydration packs that Josh worked really hard to make comfortable for the user. And they also have these awesome transition wraps. He's gonna tell you all about these in the podcast episode. Josh also has a podcast of his own and his podcast is called Orange Mud, the Adventure Channel Podcast. Check that out, you guys. And then we're talking with Louis Wu from Koros Watches. This is the brand new GPS watch that I personally have been using and I am loving it. You guys have heard from Sally McRae on this podcast. She is a user of this watch as well. There are so many intricate details to this watch, but it's also very simple to use. And I'm not kidding when I say that because if I can use it and I say it's simple, then it really is simple. Um, right now I'm checking my step count for the day and it also like connects to your phone really seamlessly. And so you can get text message alerts and things like that. And also you can use it for swimming and cross training and all the other activities that you do and sync that right up to your Strava. Really, really loving this watch. All of our partners today are going to give you guys a discount to use. Now, I highly recommend going over to lindsayhine.com, checking it out. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter over there as well. But all the links to all these companies and the discounts and discount codes will be on my show notes, lindsayhine.com. One more thing I want to mention. We are doing a massive giveaway. We are giving away a Coros watch, a week's worth of supply of Lily Trotters, a pair of Topo shoes, and the transition wrap that Orange Mud created. We're giving all of that away, as well as one of my training plans that I made that I sell on my website. A marathon training plan of your choice. It can be beginner, intermediate, or advanced. So if you go to Lindsay Hine 626 over on my Instagram, you can find more details on entering to win. And then also that'll be on the show notes as well. There are multiple ways to enter this giveaway. It's worth over $800. So I know you want to check it out. All right, you guys, I hope that this holiday episode brings you some inspiration to find a gift for the runner in your life or if you're looking to treat yourself. Um, Lily Trotters has really cute holiday socks too, by the way. All right, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Enjoy my conversation with these wonderful people behind these amazing brands that I am so proud to support. All right, well today I'm talking with Kim Gross and she is with Lily Trotters. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you, Lindsay. So I, we had so much fun in Austin this past week and I was so honored that I got to work with Lily Trotters out there. So I have to say thank you for to Lily Trotters for pulling this together. I mean, you guys are really uh, behind this holiday gift kite episode. So I appreciate that. 
Thank you for the opportunity. We love working with you too. It's so fun to see different connections along the way, you know, like um, at the running event, just making connections with people that know you guys and people that know me. And it just kind of this whole big, uh, it's like a full circle effect kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. It's great when we're out at shows and people remind us that they've heard the podcast and they've heard Lily Trotters on I'll Have Another. So as you mentioned, it's great to see how all of our partnerships come together full circle. Well, yeah. And so I got to interview Chrissy, Chrissy Mail um, at the running event who has been on my show before and she is a Lily Trotters athlete. And then we've also had um, Jackie Merritt on the show who is a, another Lily Trotters athlete. So I'm excited to have more of your athletes on as well. Great. We look forward to continuing to grow our team of athletes. Okay, so tell everybody the story behind the brand. So Lily Trotters is a compression sock. So tell us how it got started. Yes, so Lily Trotters was started by our business owner, Susan Costa-Walston. Susan was on a trip to South Africa and was given a pair of compression socks. And she was not uh, an avid wearer of compression prior to her trip. And um, after flying 17 hours, she said she landed and felt like she could have run a marathon. And her legs felt energized. And she was not used to having such a great experience with long flights and how she felt after them. So it opened her eyes to the world of compression. Um, after her travels, she came home and started looking for, um, something that was a little bit more stylish. Uh, she's a designer. So she was, um, she began her search and she just wasn't satisfied with the options in the marketplace. So she began her quest to create something that she felt would fill the void of both, um, style and, athletics and then you know ultimately lifestyle so what she created the concept uh, is a product that bridges the gap of athletics and lifestyle it's um, ultimately an athleisure sock so it can allow you to um, you know to go from the gym to uh, your travels or if you're going to be at the office and sitting for a long stretch or um, standing on your feet for a long stretch the product is designed such that it can slide in and out of sneakers and into either work shoes or boots, um, heels even. So it's a versatile um, compression product. Uh, We offer socks and sleeves, calf sleeves, uh, designed by women for women. So ultimately she, uh, she spent a couple years on her concept, really trying to fine tune it. She did product testing with um, a variety of women um, athletes, those who work in um, you know an office setting in, in hopes of just getting a very um, wide array of feedback, uh, allowing her to really perfect the product. Uh, we feel very good about where we landed. Uh, it's been well received in the marketplace. She was very focused on making sure that the product was made in the USA. So we have partnered with a sock mill in North Carolina. Uh, It's family owned and has been running for decades. And uh, it's been a great partnership. And we look forward to continuing to bring innovative products uh, in the compression space to women like you and I. Yeah, I love that they're super cute. When we were at the running event, Chrissy was wearing them with like these little like low brown boots and she had a jean skirt on and it they kind of like just popped out the top and it looked so cute. Yeah, so that's a perfect example. Uh, you know, Chrissy's a super athlete. Uh, she wears her compression when she's on the trails and running, but Uh, You know, this past week she was at the trade show and she was helping, um, you know, represent her story and uh, partnering with a variety of different brands that she's passionate about. And she looked adorable in her fashion outfit. Uh, She she has mentioned she's not a fashionista, (laughs) but she wears she wears them very well. I know she loves the functional part of the socks, but it's great to see her, uh, you know, in a fashion forward outfit. Uh, rocking her Lily Tratters. Yeah. And so tell everybody Chrissy's story about how she kind of like became a compression believer um, when she wore the socks around her. Was it what race was she doing in China? 
so I made <laughs> the pronunciation. I think is Gulia. Okay. Uh, so she, it's a big race, 100 miler. She um, was asked to test out our product leading up to that race during her training. Uh, she wasn't a big uh, wearer of compression, mainly because she says she, you know, she, she gets really hot and um, tends to perspire a lot during her running. So she didn't want another layer. She felt like it might hold her back. Uh, the story she shares is that the product... Um, she, you know, the, the extra layer did not inhibit her performance. Actually, it helped her and she's become so passionate about it and it's become a part of her gear. Uh, so, you know, all, she felt like her legs were fresh and dry and, uh, our product is infused with antimicrobial and moisture wicking. So, you know, that helped, but I think ultimately the, um, the product did enhance her performance and has really helped her with her recovery. And so it's now something that she, she wears, um, regularly. So we were really thrilled to hear about her experience and build a partnership with her. And we're glad, you know, we, we love partnering with people like Christy where we find that that product can be life-changing to them. Okay. So tell us about Lily Trotters, the name behind it. Okay, so Lily Trotters, the Lily Trotter bird is a bird that uh, is a common bird in South Africa. And if you remember the story I just shared about our business owner traveling to South Africa. So it is, um, uh, it's a tall bird. She's got long legs. And the female in her natural habitat dominates um, the male. And she's the ultimate power chick. So she goes out and looks for food and she mates while her, um, her man stays home with the kids. So it's, we think it's really, um, it links up well with our brand because we have developed our line for women and the women who wear our product, um, we feel like they're the ultimate power checks, uh, juggling, you know, life children, families, careers, whatever, you know, their athletic endeavors, whatever it may be. So we thought it was a really great symbol of our brand. And um, when Susan traveled over there, she saw the Lily Trotter birds um, all out and about during her travels. And it was fairly symbolic to her of when she conceptualized the business. Uh, so it only made sense to link that icon up with our brand. And she's pretty cute too, isn't she? <laughs> she's so cute. I love the long legs. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so tell me this, Kim, because you didn't come into the role at Lily Trotters being what you would one would consider a traditional runner. So like what have you learned from the running community since you've jumped on the Lily Trotter train? Yes, uh, absolutely. So I came onto the business as an entrepreneur. I had had my own business, uh, ran a footwear business for, gosh, a little over 10 years, um, synced up with Susan and was really looking to help another businesswoman propel her business. Um, so came in to help with sales and marketing and just really fell in love with the team, the product, and uh, ended up sticking around. Um, yes, I'm, I'm not a traditional runner. I, I've always been very fitness focused. I, I did play lacrosse in college and I am an avid tennis player and I, I do run. I wouldn't say I'm an ultra or a marathon runner regularly, but I've learned a tremendous amount about the space and have met some really interesting people. And as I mentioned, um, the, the product is great for athleisure wear. So we say, while runners have really embraced our product and we found a really great niche within this um, segment, it is a product that can be worn for any sport, any season. I wear my um, calf sleeves and socks when I'm out on the tennis courts. Um, I know I've we've also worn them skiing. Um, they can be wear, worn by equestrians, by cyclists. Um, you know, it really runs the, the gamut. Uh, we've had sports teams. Uh, my daughter's a lacrosse player. She wears them for recovery, and she'll sometimes wear them for long tournaments. So it's a great product. Um, I think athletes everywhere can embrace the product. Uh, we've definitely zoned in on runners. Uh, runners are very passionate about their compression. And um, so uh, my background, I think, has complemented, um, you know, 
my um, role in Lily, at Lily Trotters. And I've loved working with the team and, and educating people on all the different benefits of compression and how it can help them. Well, and what I love too, is it doesn't leave the, the marks on your legs, like typical compression socks. Like you guys have that, I don't know what you call it, but at the top of the sock, it doesn't leave that like indention on your leg. Great point. Yes. And that came up a lot throughout the running event. Um, buyers were very, very, very complimentary of that. Uh, <clears throat> I think that speaks to a lot of the research that Susan did in her efforts to develop the product. Um, women, you know, they're particular about their products. And, and that was something that uh, was was repeated that, you know, that indentation on the leg uh, can be seen as uncomfortable. And so um, when the product was was uh, designed that scallop top helps minimize that uh, deep welt that can develop on your leg. And it also is really um, stylish. You know, it adds a touch of style and it's something different that none of the other compression products out in the marketplace um, offer. Well, and one of the reasons that I'm passionate about supporting you guys um, and bringing my listeners on board is I and I know we mentioned it, but I love that you are women owned. Um, it's a relatively smaller business. So I love, I love that I got to hear the story behind, uh, Susan coming up with this brand and that literally I'm supporting another entrepreneur. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's great for women to come together and, uh, you know, to, to work together to partner and, um, share ideas. So I, I'm a huge proponent. We've developed a team of ambassadors across the nation. Uh, I believe our count is somewhere between 80 and 90. Uh, just women, I mentioned earlier, our brand is sort of associated with power tricks. I and mean, we've got these great women out in the, their communities who are athletes. You know, some are, are really elite athletes like Chrissy and Jackie and Maria. And then we have others who are, um, you know, they're they're um, they love to run. Uh, they may not be as um, they may not have the time to commit to to you know big ultra marathons and and um, regular marathoning, but they're regular runners. They're instrumental in their community. They're giving back, um, and so it's um, it's inspiring to me as I learn and meet all of these different um, amazing women out there in in our community and beyond, and what they're doing um, through running. Now, do you guys have, I'm looking at your Instagram right now. Do you guys have cute little Christmas socks going on right now? We do. Uh, we have a style uh, in Stitches Holiday, and that style is available now. Grab them for your Jingle Bell runs. Um, they so are so cute. Um, limited edition, so only available while supplies last. Okay, yeah, they're really cute. They're green with some red and white polka dots. Um, okay, so now we are doing a, a huge giveaway with the other partners that we collaborated with for this episode. Lily Trotters is offering listeners a 20% discount, and I will put links to all of that in the show notes at lindsayhine.com. But you guys, if you just kind of want to check out Lily Trotters, you can go to lilytrotters.com, and that's only one L in Lily. Uh, anything else you want to say to our listeners, Kim? No, um, if anyone is interested in learning more about Lily Trotters and becoming an ambassador, uh, visit our website. We do have a tab under our community, um, section of our website and you can learn more. Uh, my teammate Casey heads up our ambassador team. She's, uh, an amazing power chick. She runs ultras, uh, is a mom of three and she works here at Lily Trotters and she'd love to learn more about you. Uh, but to learn more, you just simply need to email us at ambassadors at lilytrotters.com for more details. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kim. And you guys, Kim is so fun. I got to hang out with her for like two days at the running event and it was awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. I loved hanging out with you. It was great getting to know you better. And also it was fun uh, getting to know the other brands that we're partnering with. So make sure you get out there and you enter the giveaway. It's a great um, prize. And um, give us a try. Our um, offer uh, comes at a great time. They make a great gift under $40. And um, we always say to wear us is to love us. So you know, feel the hugs on your legs and see how they make a difference in your day. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Lindsay. Appreciate the opportunity.
Looks good. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so I am so excited to be here at the running event in Austin, Texas, and I'm sitting here with Lewis Wu. He is with Coro's Watch. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Um, so I'm highlighting some really special brands in my holiday gift guide episode, and I want to introduce to everybody this watch because I think it's a really functional and, functional and fashionable watch. I'm looking at all these colors right now. There's like blue, pink, green, white, orange, black. I mean, these are everyday beautiful watches, yes. but they're functional if you're trying to run far and run fast. Yeah, we call it a very powerful yeah. watch just um, in a very nice looking style because you want your watch not just to be your tool. You want to represent your personality. That's how we invest and we really work hard with our designers to get some nice, good looking watch for everybody. Okay, so Lewis, tell me what your role is at Coros and also you're a rock climber. You didn't even come into this as a runner. So tell us what brought you to, you to the brand. Okay, so I'm the CEO of Coros Wearables. Actually, I joined the team just early this year. It's, it's been about 10 months, 11 months, roughly. So I was a hiker at the very beginning when I do more of outdoor activities, right? Until I realized there are some mountains or peaks that's not hikeable, right? I need to find uh, some unique or technical way to go up on that. I clearly remember one day I was on an airplane reading a, a magazine I found Mountain Rainier, and I start looking for a trail to go up to the top of Mountain Rainier, I realized there's no trail. So that's how I learned I need to learn those technical climbings. So you became a rock climber because you wanted to get to the top of different mounts. Yes. And you couldn't do it hiking. You had to climb. Yes. And I've seen pictures on your Instagram and videos, and these are intense climbs that you're doing. Yeah, I've spent quite a lot of time on climbing uh, on my everyday life. Right? It's been about five years since I started rock climbing and ice climbing. So how does the watch play into your climbing? Does it, does it calculate what you're doing when you do that? Yeah, for sure, because uh, for climbing itself, it has approach at least, right? Especially for those higher alpine climbings, you kind of take quite a long time walking on the trail and get to the base of a rock. Yeah. So for sure, the the watch uh, tracks all the approach, the uh, heart rate, um, how you accumulate to the the height, and how fast you hike. Um, and also, it has a, a temperature sensor in it. You can actually, when you're sleeping in a tent, you can know how cold or how warm it is. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, on the next morning, so you can plan plan your day accordingly. Oh, that's so cool. And it reads all the elevation, so including your elevation reading as well as your elevation gain and loss, so you know how hard you're working for today and uh, for the day upcoming day. So that's one of the features along with many that I love about the watch. There are so many different things you can track and pay attention to. Um, it counts your daily steps. Yes. And what I like about that is it's beautiful watch. So not just for running and doing things like that, but if you want, like I always wonder, how many steps am I taking every day when I'm chasing after my four kids? Like there are so many of you and I'm running up and down these stairs. It would be nice to know those kinds of things. Yeah, it tracks your steps daily and it tracks your heart rate daily. Plus it tracks your calorie burning daily as well. That's Just really cool. It tracks your that. calorie burns. Yeah, that's awesome. And then it also tracks other activities. So if you're cross training, so say I'm running five days a week, but I'm cross training one or two days a week, you can use it for rowing, elliptical, swimming. It's waterproof, right? Yeah, it's uh, one of the highlight of this Apex watch that we do is it's actually a hundred meter water resistant. Okay, so what does that mean? Regularly, uh, running watch is about fifty meter, okay. but we made a hundred meter. So it's does that roughly mean you, can go, down you that can go down to the water to really it can hold a hold a functional into a hundred meter. Okay, so if I'm swimming laps in a pool, how does that? How That's hundred percent fine. That's really exactly fine. Yeah, you know, so even you can do a little bit uh, like uh, uh, snorkeling yeah. in the in the ocean because like, so you cool. do swim open water swimming that too. So if I'm swimming laps, will it track my like laps or distance or anything like that? Yeah, it actually has two modes of uh, swimming. One is the pool swim, like it doesn't turn on GPS. It uh, only use the motion sensor to detect how many laps you're doing. Okay. Right, and uh, even different styles of the, the swimming that you're doing. I love that because I'm someone who is running as my sport, but I use swimming to cross train. I've used it when I've trained for triathlon in the past, and 
um, I always lose count of laps and I have a hard time figuring out how far I've gone. And also it's a great way to check your pace when you're swimming as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can check uh, real-time pace, like real-time laps, even the, in the break, during a break of your swimming, like just hit stop and you can review all the data and you can keep going. And then, and you know, most of my listeners here, we're talking to runners, but I think a lot of people dabble with the cross-training a little bit. Um, and I just find it to be a really big benefit because I like to upload all my workouts to Strava. And so if I can upload, upload my cross training like that as well, that's huge for me. Yes, we will keep adding more uh, workout modes. Currently, the firmware does not have a cross training feature in it, but yeah. we will keep adding more. Like for example, in December, we're adding the trail running mode into that along with the uh, navigation track. Yeah. So you can preload the track and then start trail running following that track. And then we're going to add more ski mode and okay. the cross-training mode, you know, down the road. It's keep that, the watch, uh, watch keeps getting better. So, but if I do up, upload a workout, I could even upload, like, if I'm doing stairs or something like that. I in, On Strava, you can just manly, manually choose yes. which yes. workout you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you can do that. So yeah. this, is, this is one of the highlights of a watch, which is best in the industry, too. The sync time between the watch and the phone is blazing fast. Oh, yeah, and that's the cool thing, too. Um, I, was, I got a phone call. Like, yeah. my watch told me someone was calling me. Yeah, that's a no notification feature. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And I mentioned that fast sync is because, you know, previously I was a user of some other brand watches. Like, if you finish a long run, for example, a marathon, you probably have to wait until three, five minutes just watching the data from 0% uh -huh. to 100% just uploading. With our watch, you literally just press the stop button and uh, shake your hands a little bit, take your phone out of pocket, the data is there. Yeah. It also estimates indoor paces and gives you an idea of your VO2. Yep. It's a uh, VO2 max is also within that. Okay. So the big question here, because there's lots of GPS watches on the market. I mean, there's a lot of options. Why choose Coros? Why should my listeners who are looking to buy a watch for their significant other or for themselves for the new season, why are they wanting to choose your brand? Yeah. So first of all, the accuracy of the watch is the key thing. When we talk about accuracy, it's not just the your GPS reading what how how many miles you've run than the satellite tells you. It's more complicated because you often go through a complicated environment where the GPS signal isn't strong or it's completely lost because you're going through a tunnel. So that's make that makes the watch different from each other, right? The accuracy of the GPS is the number one priority for everything, but not all the company does it very well. Yeah. But we are very confident that the Carl's GPS accuracy is one of the best. And you guys are new. I mean, you launched onto the scene in May, and I'm starting to see you kind of everywhere. You work with a lot of athletes. Uh, Sally McRae was recently on my show, one of my most popular episodes. People love Sally. Um, and I really trust the brands that she aligns with. I know she's going to align with brands that she believes in. Um, how important is that for you guys to get this community of runners together? Yeah, for sure. Like when we talk, Sally was one of the early pro athletes that we talked to. And she has been using this watch before she decided to join us for about two or three months. Okay. Right? She's very careful about selecting the brands. And finally, our watch get her excited, get her convinced, like believe that's her go-to watch for her future runs. Yeah, and she's running 100-mile distances. She's a big ultra runner. So talk about the battery life and of the watch. Yeah, the battery life is one of the key highlights, too. Well, Sally used that for her uh, Batwater 135, and uh, this watch tracked her for 30 hours. Wow. Well, we claim our battery life on the GPS is 25 hours. So okay, sometimes it goes... Yeah, sometimes it go beyond the 25 hours. Sometimes it might be a little bit shorter, but uh, it, it does its job. It's one of the longest better life uh, watch that you have. And the good thing is not, it doesn't mean that you have to run ultra distance. It, a long better life means you don't need to charge it every day. You know, when you go to a short trip, yeah. like for two days, three days, you don't need to bring additional charging cable. Yeah, you're always bringing million chargers. Yeah. And it's like, I'm always losing chargers. So that's really good. Yeah, that's true. Um, what? Who are some other athletes that you guys have recently brought on that you're excited about? So, for example, um, Hayden Hawks okay. is one yeah. of my favorite too. You know, we ran with him. He also had many options of the watch he can pick. And, right. Uh, uh, it's just because he likes the product and also he likes the people in our team, the, the mindset of building community, of helping him as well as the whole, you know, ultra uh, road running 
sports overall to be more excited, more engaged. So that's why we are, you know, here to help the community too. And you guys kind of burst onto the scene in the in the trail running space, but this is also a great rot, rot, uh, this is also a great watch for road runners. A lot of my listeners are half marathoners, marathoners, five k runners. How does this watch trans transition well to to those distances? Yeah, sure. I would assume if a watch does well in the ultra running yeah. world, then road runner you can handle road running easily. Yeah. Right. And plus, it's nice looking watch. It's accurate. And uh, the user experience, the little things here and there, the sync time, the operation for one finger operation, other than your pinch of you know, your watch to press a button, is so much easier. Yeah. So once the users start using it, they feel the difference completely, and they can just use something else. What are you guys most excited about in 2019 with your brand? So of course we're gonna work more of a broader community. Like we talk a lot about uh, trail running, but uh, we're definitely looking to get our name out there uh, for more of a, a road runner and the triathlons as well. And we have other more exciting watches going to launch in 2019, which can expand the whole brand even further from a running maybe to a more expedition mountaineering type of products, which can support all type of athletes in the world. That's what I love about the watch. It's not just for runners. It's more of a whole view, you know. And uh, you guys also do some things with cycling. You have helmets and things like that as well. Um, and, and so if I were to wear this watch on like a 50-mile bike ride, I could sync that up as well, right? Yeah, that's uh, the watch uh, sync with the, our app and the, the helmet sync with our app too. So Oh, the, the helmets sync with the app yeah, too? Yeah, the helmet has some, some cool feature with the, hel uh, with the app. For example, if you fall, the helmet will detect your fall and start calling an emergency contact That's if great. you're in trouble. That's really great. So that makes the helmet probably the safest helmet you can ever wear. So the, the helmet is synced up to your phone? Is yes. that how it works? Yeah, and think of with the phone via Bluetooth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so what are you personally, Lewis? I love saying this because I have a son named Lewis, and I just oh. don't meet very many Lewises. <laughs> um, although the spelling is different. We're L-O-U-I-S. What are you, Lewis, excited about in running in the running space in the coming year? Well, so I'm. Uh, I have my first 50 miles oh, planned in nice. next April. Okay. So it's going to be my second race. Okay. So your second like running race? Yeah, my second ultra ultra Just race. Going straight to the 50. Yeah, my first race is 50k, and okay. the second race is 50 miles. Never so. did a marathon. I've actually I never done any marathons. Really, you, you just know. went straight to the ultra distance. Yeah, probably I don't run fast enough to be a marathon runner. But yeah. Just kidding. Oh, you can run any speed as a marathon <laughs> runner. Right, right, right. Okay, so you're doing a 50 miler in April. What is it? Uh, it's actually in in China. Okay. Where my hometown is. Okay. This one of the most famous trail run in China. Actually, okay. the start line is only maybe. 10 minutes drive from my parents home okay so i just have the excuse going back home stay yeah. with my parents and just get out in the morning go to a run now will you take your family with uh yeah probably yeah okay what brought you to america what brought you here so i i was i came to the u.s about eight years ago uh, okay. for work eight I mean, years yes oh wow i worked for another electronics company for uh almost eight years okay and uh, helped them to grow from almost zero to uh, like 20 million dollar business no size. big deal what was the company as well as tp link okay it's a and router so company are you here for good now you think you're staying yeah i think i like here you know yeah. especially the outdoor environment definitely kept me here so easy to access to all the trails and to the rocks and even to the ice and uh, easier fly out to anything if you want to do something bigger yeah, I mean, you live in California, so you're kind of in a really beautiful yeah, place. Where at in California? Uh, I live in Orange County, and uh, the team, the car team is also in Orange County. Okay, awesome. Well, we are going to do um, a video that I will link to the show notes to show everybody how to set up the watch. And um, I think we're also going to offer a discount to the listeners. Uh, 10%? What did yeah, you? We're, we're talking about a 10% discount for okay. the followers here. And a link to that discount and all that will be in the show notes at lindsayhine.com. Lewis, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. That's my own world. 
All right, well, today we are at the running event in Austin, Texas, and I get to meet Josh Sprigg with Orange Mud. That's me. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Now, I'm excited because I'm talking to another podcast host. That's right. So you know the drill. I All too well. Tell everybody real quick what your podcast is called. So our podcast is called the Orange Mud Adventure Channel Podcast, and okay. we focus on everything adventure and endurance-based. Okay, so what, what gave you the idea to start a show? So we have we sponsor hundreds and hundreds of races, and we interact with thousands and thousands of racers and, and people like to train so we figured we'd find a way to bridge the gap between the run and the bike space and educate both with nutrition and gear and just about events and whatnot all across the country and kind of share the collective knowledge that we selfishly had for myself and others and our crew uh, but we figured we'd share that out to everybody. Now I can feel your excitement we had a 20-minute chat before this podcast and I can feel your excitement about what the product you're putting yeah. out first of all mm -hmm. and just the whole community that you have here so tell us what Orange Mud is what products you guys have what you do. Sure so yeah we make hydration packs to allow you to tackle whatever big adventure you want to do whether it's a big run a big ride uh, stand-up paddle skiing snowboard whatever it may be but it's really focused on the running and mountain bike space or our, our sweet areas, um, but we have a, a transition seat wrap, it's a changing towel and seat cover that sells to the world, uh, and like everybody who sweats or changes in public, uh, but our whole brand really is about uh, getting outside, exploring ideally dirt, that's what we love, but it's really ex exploring the outdoors, whether it's running on a paved road or uh, doing something in the backcountry. Now you're the founder. I am, yeah. And I have a heart for entrepreneurs. I just like, I just love seeing someone have a vision and then making it happen, so yeah. can you tell us where that came from and how it started? Yeah, so it was after doing uh, Ironman St. George in okay. 2010. Um, I was just frustrated with various hydration packs on the market. I hated handhelds, I hated waste packs, um, and I, I just hated stashing water bottles. And so it was after really years of adventure racing and spending lots of time with my team racing and all kinds of crazy things, um, really running with packs that were just not comfortable, that, that always kind of culminated up to this point post Ironman where I'm like, I am freaking done with packs. I'm just going to make something. And um, I had my first boy. He's like three months old. My wife and I both had very demanding, uh, big jobs uh, time-wise, um, 70 hour plus a week, every oh week. And with a three-month-old, you know, we, one of us had to give. Yeah. And um, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a pack that's going to be something I've always wanted. And I told my wife, say, you know, we're going to make this pack. It's going to probably cost 50000 bucks. Worst case, it's going to be we're going to have two backpacks worth $25,000 each, <laughs> perfectly designed for us. And uh, and then, you know, you or I can run it. And in, at the time, we made the decision for her to run it first. So um, I kept, yeah, so I kept my day job for that first two, three years. And, um, and we kind of found that sweet spot where, you know, she was able to kind of grow our little family and, and grow Orange Mud. And I was able to work my day job and then work at nights running Orange Mud too. So it's uh, it's been an amazing growth from, you know, six, it'll be seven years come January is okay. when we launched. And uh, yeah, it's just been a dream come true. So now are you both full-time with the brand then? Yeah, yeah. You and your wife? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It'll be four years that I quit my day job, I believe. Uh, I quit actually the I put in my two weeks notice when I was coming to the running event four years ago okay because I hadn't slept in like six months or something I worked <laughs> literally like seven hours a week and I'd that. come home at night and I'd be like you know kiss my little boy I'm like hey buddy and then uh, you know I go upstairs and I'd stay working yeah until two three four in the morning and I go to bed and it was it was it was relentless Not sustainable it was no and I hit a point where I'm like you know I'm gonna either like die of a heart attack from like working like ever like, always uh, or I will take a break and just run orange mud and and it's it was at a point though that you know you always hear people that say one of the best business loans you can ever get is having a day job and yeah. and it was true i mean it allowed sure. us to grow and learn and make dumb mistakes and still have the cash flow to support those yeah. dumb mistakes poor advertising decisions and these things some of these things you can spend <laughs> a lot of money in advertising if you're not paying attention in the wrong areas that don't have a positive roi and we had a lot of those kind of early mistakes that who are great, you know, to have a financial backing of a job. And, uh, but yeah, once I quit, I put in my notice before TRE, came here on five days vacation, went back, had another week of work, and I was done. And um, man, I've never looked back. So what did you learn from those mistakes and how have you made changes? Yeah, it's really on, on uh, yeah, I mean, man, there's so many, but, but a lot of them really with digital advertising, it was one of the biggest mistakes of, you know, we, we had, a, we shot a TV commercial for uh, this stupid outdoor show <laughs> that was just a throwaway of $10,000. Yeah. And and that with that $10,000, I could have put that into Facebook and probably made 80,000. And yeah. um 
that was really frustrating. And I've had Facebook mistakes where I've sure. you know, spent Facebook tons. Can be and tricky. Yeah, you can lose money really fast, and it changes all the time. You know, yeah. as soon as you become an expert, I tell people all the time, like, at this point in time, I'm a beginner expert yeah. because three months from now, I'll be back to beginner again. And then six months from now, I'll probably be a beginner expert again. I, yeah. I never go past the beginner stage. It's just various levels of beginner stage. <laughs> I go past like the beginner expert to back to beginner. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's in, in running a business, I always tell people that, like we have people reach out all the time, like, hey, I have a good idea for a pack. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Well, that's great. But making stuff is easy. I have a huge development pipeline. That's not the hard part. It's about figuring out how you find people to learn about your product. Yeah. You know, we meet running stores here. They're like, yeah, I've never heard of you before. I'm like, how? There's yeah. 600 running stores in the industry. I don't know how. Is that how many? 600? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how we can, I don't know how you could not know of us with all the time and money. I, sp I have spent, I've spent six so figures yeah. in digital advertising, well into six figures. Um, and then obviously been at all these all these events, sponsored bazillions of runs. I It's fascinating, but it's just part of business. I mean, everybody, there's a million different, you know, uh, impressions going on, on a daily basis. Impressions. So yeah. figuring out how to make sure you're doing that in a financially sound way is, is tough. So... Well, I love that the brands that I'm bringing on for this episode um, to talk about ideas for holiday gifts for mm -hmm. the season are all, um, for lack of a better term, smaller, like smaller owned brands. Yeah. And I love that because I love hearing about the blood, sweat and tears that you put into it. Yeah. And I want to promote that because I, I think it's important, you know. So tell us about the two products that we're going to share with the audience today. Sure. So, yeah, so we have two that I always consider are kind of top products for, especially on the gift side, but but even just daily use, they're perfect. So one is a transition wrap. It's a changing towel and seat cover in one. Uh, it's basically a ginormous 30 by 60 inch beach towel. Uh, it's made of microfiber. Uh, it's brand new for this year. We actually launched this here five, six years ago um, in the cotton version, and then we just finally came out version two, you know, six years later uh, in microfiber. But it's, uh, it has a, a belt and a clip built into it, okay. so you can change securely. There's no Velcro, so it won't mess up your tech clothes, uh, but you change securely without your towel falling off. And then it has a zipper that's integrated that you zip up and it creates a pocket that slides over your headrest and it keeps it from sliding off the seat. So if you're sweaty, whether you're mowing the lawn, you're going for a run or ride or whatever, uh, it's that post grime sweat, blood and tears that you don't want to get on your seat mm -hmm. or your stinky, swelly, uh, smelly friends. That's always like a whole nother yeah. aspect. Uh, or you're like we were talking before this podcast, um, it's the kids. Like yes. my five and seven year old, they poop, peep, and they pee poop, and do all these other crazy things. Yep. Like there's amazing amount of stuff on my seats. In a like, I'm always amazed. We take the car seats out it's of the car. So like, gross. How do you do this? I can't even the talk car about was it. cleaned this weekend. It's like, disgusting. how was there a melted Jolly Rancher when there wasn't a Jolly Rancher in yes. the car? So we put our seat covers under their seats yeah. even, and it works fantastic. So it is like the perfect gift. And again, it's the number one product that I, I think anybody will use, uh, even if you just like mow your lawn. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my husband's air conditioning in his car doesn't work. Don't t ask me why we haven't got it fixed because yeah. we're lazy. He needs that just from like driving to, yeah. to and from work in the summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's smelly. Well, us guys, you girls generally don't smell. I don't understand. <laughs> you usually smell good if you smell. And us guys, we pretty much only smell bad or we don't smell much. And so, yeah, it's uh, like I, I remember getting in my wife's car uh, years ago before I designed this and one day and I'm like, how does your car smell so good? And she's like, your car always stinks. And I'm like, I have leather seats. It should be clean. I'm like, well. I guess I am mountain biking all the time. Yeah. I'm sitting on my seat afterwards, and, and hence why I designed that. That's so why you designed it. Yeah, you came up with a, you were filling yeah. a need. Yeah, I, I often yourself. I mountain bike a lot, and a lot of times I finish, I'm sweaty, I'm dirty, mm -hmm. I'm bloody from crashing, you know, and it's like the sweat and dirt, at least you can wipe off fairly easy, yeah. but the blood might not. And, you know, when you mountain bike a lot, you do crash you get, a good you bit. Get, yeah, so it's, uh, it's one of those simple things. And then, you know, everybody says, like, oh, I don't mind if I drop trial and change in public. I'm like, yeah, you might not mind, but you also may moon some little girl okay. or boy, you know, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're going to get turned into the police. I mean, there's these yeah. crazy things you have to worry about in our, in our, society today so so it's a really nice tool like in an event or you know uh -huh. if you're trading if you're uh, just changing out of work clothes at the end of a work day to go for a run or ride or surfing or whatever um it's a nice tool to have to where you're not mooning the the neighbors in the crowd not mooning the neighbors something we don't want to do now tell me um with the hydration vests yeah. the packs what makes your product better than the rest sure yeah so i like that question so we have uh, the number one thing i've focused on is comfort and stability okay. it's so all of our packs is maximum stability whether it's a bladder based pack or a bottle based pack uh we started with the bottle based pack so it mounts a, a water bottle on your back like the one you see behind here at our booth um and I, I just wanted something to refill quick you know bladders are great uh, but some people don't like them you know they're they 
they're harder to clean, they're harder to fill up and all this, where bottles are really efficient. So our bottle-based packs are great for race day efficiency and training, um, but no matter what, all of our packs where they're similar, whether it's a bladder or a bottle, is that we use a more rigid material with our fabrics. It's not like they're rough on your skin or anything. They're just not all elastic like a lot of packs are in the whole market. So we focus on a rigid material and then we use elastic to apply pressure to the volume of water. So whatever type of de design it is, the uh, bladder or the bottle won't move. Like as it's full all the way to empty, it's nice. super stable. No bouncing around. And then yeah, so no bouncing. And then we we keep the pack really high on your back. And what's nice about that is whether yeah. you're very short or really tall, no matter what it is, you don't have any issue because they're really short. And then because it rides up really high, your upper back just only really moves up and down. So your thoracic, your middle of your back, it kind of twists, and your hips really kind of spin in a circle when you really look at the movement. Hence why waist packs are really tough to make effective. Uh, if you're running long distances, your thoracic middle area, yeah, same thing. It twists counterintuitively to where the pack's going to be, uh, and it moves differently than your upper body. By keeping all of our packs in your upper body, it just really doesn't move, and it's a win. Plus, it gets all the heat away from your body. Your thoracic and lower areas are what traps a lot of heat. It's a big kind of heat zone. Um, so we've had just a huge difference in thermal regulation, stability, comfort, and then because of all that, we don't have any rubbing or irritation from our packs either, whether you're running three miles or 300 miles. It, it doesn't matter. So it's huge in, in both run and bike spaces. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think we're going to offer the listeners a discount on products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing a 20% off with the code... I think we're choosing the code another. There we go. But if, if it isn't that, that's what it's going to be. Okay. So I think that's what I read somewhere. Now tell me this. Um, you sponsor a lot of races. Yep. And why is that important to your brand? So we're grassroots. I mean, it's my husband and wife. that are My husband, my and, husband wife. and wife. I guess I would be the husband and my wife. <laughs> uh, What's your wife's name, by <laughs> so the way? Beth. Beth. So okay. yeah, so, hey, Beth. You know, so, hey, Beth. So we, yeah, so we, you know, we own the business. We're passionate about our business. Uh, we sell to specialty retail. Hence, this is a specialty retail conference. You know, we don't sell to big box. You know, we, we have um, kind of kept our business nice and simple, which we like. And uh, as such, we like the grassroots side of racing. So a lot of the races we sponsor, you know, yeah, we do the big, you know, corporate events. Uh, no, knock on them, like Ironman and all the Leadville race series. We love them. They're amazing. But we sponsor a lot of smaller events, too, uh, because they're small, grassroots, family-owned like we are, and it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, but then, again, the other cool part of it, about it is that we, we try to personally get out there as much as we can to all of them. I personally try to race as many of them as I can. Does your wife um, race, too? She doesn't. I'm usually the, the, uh, the sucker that goes out and does them all. Uh, one of us has to be there with the kids. And, right. and um, uh, we, we do try to take our kids to them as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, that's fun. But, but she doesn't enjoy it as much as I do, yeah. I don't think. So uh, where I'm, you know, I'm the social nerd that I'm not out there to win. I'm just out there having a good time. He and I like to chat with people. Energy, so, guys. yeah, I got I to gotta let you. So <laughs> it's uh, so it's it's been yeah it's been a ton for me just to go out and sponsor the race and you know hang out and talk with people all day and I'm the guy that I will sit there and talk with everybody in the expo the day before and then I'll go race 200 miles the next day and you know yeah I may be dehydrated and I can't really talk but I'll still have a good time <laughs> so it's it's been really cool more than anything to integrate with our people that are using our packs so they can see and I think it's important to see like hey I use these too you know yeah. I'm I'm. Not You're just selling something, it. you know, I'm using something I designed for a purpose and this is why, and I'm actually using it there. And I'm the first guy across the finish line that's like, dude, this pack is awesome. I'm always <laughs> pumped. You know, I mean, there, I don't ever launch something until I put a lot of work into it and uh, and make sure it, you know, works obviously perfect for me, but I, I try to dial it in to work perfect for each and every uh, one of our customers too. What are you most excited about in 2019 and the running scene? Uh, next year, we have a pack called the GearVest Pro, and I love packs. I mean, I love them. I, I personally have learned to sew exceptionally well at this point. Uh, <laughs> so out of necessity. Surely and you outsource some of that now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know I outsource all the production. No, but uh, but now I tell you, over years, it's one of the things that I've had to do is I've had to learn how to sew because I, I had so many. In the beginning, it was like I'd take a staple gun and a hotel room sewing kit and a glue gun, and then I'd Photoshop like 47 changes onto a picture, <laughs> and I'd send it to my factory, and they're like, seriously, what is this guy doing? You know. So I, I oh, now have four sewing did. machines, and I'm like the local seamstress in the neighborhood. Like my, my <laughs> sister brought over like some big pink fluffy thing to sew onto some weird jacket the other day and it's like <laughs> am I really doing this right now but That's um, but no it's it's uh, it's been really fun so this gear vest pro is really neat it holds a one liter bladder and um, and I like gravel biking and I like mountain biking and I like ultra running and this one fits like all needs so I've been using the prototype since March so I I've just been it's just taken a Are while we to do it right now? it's a green and gray one right okay. there okay uh, so it, it isn't live till uh, late February 
But okay. I am so excited about that pack because it takes my favorite gear vest and my favorite endurance pack, and I really blended the two together into one, and, and it's a liter fluid, a fluid that it holds. Um, I just think it's going to be so neat. So I am really excited about that. And a soft flask handheld we have coming out for 2019. The new microfiber towel we just launched is going to be a big change for us in uh, for our retail stores. It's one of them things that, like, it's only taken five years for me to make the right packaging for them for retail. Um, so now I have really awesome packaging. And it's as simple as that is, I'm really happy to do that for our retail channel because it, it's a win for both of us, obviously. Um, and then we have, like, 20 other designs. A running short. We have a waterproof running oh, really? jacket. Oh, You're bringing up shorts on board. It's awesome. It's only taken two years, but it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm literally probably going to cut the purchase order tonight. I finally got the final pricing this morning from my factory, and it they are awesome. So it's a lot, yeah, that's a lot of work. It's crazy. Yeah, and we have a pretty big apparel line. Our yeah. apparel is way bigger than most people realize. Even our custom side's big. We don't really market it much. It's kind of like yeah. on the down low a bit. But um, our waterproof rain jacket is going to be full on expedition spec. Um, it's called it's ten thousand. MG or something like that. It's like it's the density basically of the waterproof. Uh, there's some really cool stuff that we we're putting in this waterproof jacket that is, you know, it's not that different than like maybe your other high-end jackets on the market. There's only so much you can do in a waterproof right. jacket. But we're putting some fun little features in it that oh, I think cool. people will appreciate. So yeah, 2019 is is uh, 2018 for us was a big year okay. of of learning like dialing in the graphics of packaging. As stupid as that sounds, um, it's part of a brand and making sure your brand identity is tied well. Um, and we just feel like. 2018 was the year that we really hit our stride with making everything nice and like all our designs we really just refined better than we ever have and then again added packaging which just better packaging which really tightened it all up and we still use minimal packaging because I really don't like just waste there's so much waste in packaging it drives me nuts so we've kept it as simple um, but so no 2019 is going to be a continual refinement but uh, uh, just more fun and new products too. Awesome. So, yeah. Now people can go to orangemud.com and yep. just one D, orangemud.com. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking to me today. Thanks for having me on. Love you it. You guys can find information at lindsayhine.com in the show notes. Thank you much. Thanks, Josh. Hey, bye-bye. Okay, so we have Tony Post with Topo Athletics on the podcast today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Lindsay. Happy to be here. Do you Where are you, where are you from, Tony? Uh, originally, I'm from Colorado. Grew up okay. in Golden, Colorado. Went to school at the University of Tulsa in Oklahoma, but for the last 30-plus years, I've lived in Boston. Okay, you're a Boston guy. Yeah. Okay, so we're in Austin, so we're getting to enjoy really nice weather right now. Yeah, I'm a Boston guy, though, not an Austin guy. Boston. Oh, Boston. Yeah, you're right. We're enjoying very nice weather as yes. opposed to probably cold, cold and wet at home. Yeah. Because it's cold. It was really cold in Indianapolis when I left yesterday. Yeah, I know. It's been a wet fall for us, yeah. which makes... You know, as somebody who's interested in running, just makes running kind of a wet experience a lot. So we're talking about your shoes today. Great. Covering four different brands on this holiday gift guide episode. And I'm really excited to introduce everybody to the Topo Shoes. So tell us where the brand started and your vision behind it. Okay. You're the founder. Yes, I'm the founder. I'm the founder of Topo, but a lot of great people contribute to the the growth of this brand. Um, so I've been in the shoe industry a long time. I was a runner in college. After college uh, at University of Tulsa, I moved to the Northeast to com uh, train and compete against better runners. Um, and I took a job at a shoe company, which was uh, the Rockport Company. It was kind of a small startup at the time, ended up growing to be a pretty successful company. While I was there, I learned a lot about shoemaking from great mentors and teachers, really kind of learned the whole business. I ended up uh, staying there for 15 years and ultimately ran all the product and marketing for them. Uh, I went from Rockport to Vibram. So Vibram, or some people mm -hmm. call it Vibram. Yeah, I, I think a, I pronounce it wrong. No, no. I th People in Italy call it, or Europe call it Vibram, and in the U.S., most people know it as Vibram. Okay. So I, w I started Vibram USA back in 2001. So I was the uh, president of that company for 11 years, worked on sole platforms for a whole lot of different companies, got to see how a lot of different companies worked. And then I was interested in this idea of more natural movement, and natural running. And as a company, we acquired the rights to this idea that was the launch of Vibram Five Fingers. And so we launched, I don't know if you remember those, those were those shoes that had uh -huh. little oh, yeah. individual toes. Oh, yeah. And so... Well, you know, people either loved those shoes or hated those shoes. I couldn't tell. You were pretty nondescript whether oh, you liked it or um, not. I run with a really heavy orthotic in my shoes, oh, so yeah. like, I'm just not So that person. wouldn't have worked for you. Yeah, because no. my arch is 
incredibly high and I suffer from plantar fasciitis. Oh, wow. Okay. That's why. So, well, you know, Five Fingers was a really interesting tool. It was designed and created as a tool to kind of help people strengthen the muscles in their feet and lower legs. Right. And um, so the business grew. It, uh, It was a lot of fun, but I ultimately knew that I wanted to do other things. So I left there in 2012 and decided, took about a year off, but then decided I wanted to start my own company. And I wanted to take some of those ideas of natural running and incorporate that in a shoe that would probably have a wider or broader appeal. So all of Topos are built on this idea of shoes designed and made for natural movement, natural running. And our shoes all fit very roomy in the toe box, but fit very snug in the waist and secure in the heel. So you feel nimble and agile in the shoe, even though there's a lot of room for your toes, which you need for balance, control, agility. The other thing is all of the shoes are low drop which means the difference between the height of the heel and the height of the forefoot. So we try to keep that pretty close to the same height. Why do you do that? So the reason I like a low drop shoe is a couple different things. One, that's kind of how our bodies work. You know, if we don't wear shoes, our heel and our forefoot are on the same plane. So for me, a more natural experience is try to keep as much of the way your body was designed as possible. So when you're running, the other thing that happens is you have a tendency, if you were to run barefoot or try to run barefoot, you would probably land more on the ball of your foot and engage the muscles in the medial arch, the soleus muscle below the calf, and all of those things kind of help stabilize and, and take you through your gait cycle. And so I like a low drop shoe because that encourages more of a midfoot strike. Okay. Now, not everybody can run in a zero drop shoe. You know, for some people... They might get really strong Achilles strains or the calf muscles might be really sore. So in this case, you have shoes that might have a three millimeter heel to toe drop or a five millimeter heel to toe drop. So that makes that transition a little bit easier. I think the ones I have are three millimeter drop. The Fly 2, is that? Uh, The Fly Light is a three millimeter drop. Mm -hmm. Okay, three millimeter. Okay. Yep, that's it. And I can put, so I do wear orthotics. I know that's like not the natural thing, but the only thing that works for me I can still put my orthotics in there and they work just fine yeah and I think you know we designed our shoes to try to have a deep enough footbed so that so that it works for a lot of people that said Lindsay I would encourage you as much as possible I know to try to go barefoot because these things will help strengthen your feet try to occasionally just for walking you know wear shoes that are a little thinner you want to do things that strengthen the muscles in the feet and lower legs that improve range of motion so as your feet become stronger, you will actually become less reliant on an orthotic. Yeah, I get that. Now, you guys, let's talk about the shoes we want to highlight. Let's, we've got this recovery shoe, which I love. It's so cute, but it's also really comfortable. Yeah. So talk about that. So I do a lot of uh, mountain sports and trail sports. So I trail run, I mountain bike, I ski a lot. And a lot of times after a hard effort like that, you want to be, you know, I like to just get my shoes off and just, it feels good. You know, if you'd get your shoe, your feet out of a pair of ski boots, it feels great to just be barefoot, you know, and let your feet kind of stretch and relax and breathe and recover. The same thing for a good hard trail run. So what we wanted to create with Recover was a shoe that allowed you to feel some of that sensation. But let's say you're in an environment where it's really not convenient to go barefoot. So I know your view, your listeners can't see the shoe, but what it is is it's a, a blended wool upper. So it's kind of a blend of a natural wool and polyester. The wool is a natural antimicrobial. It will pull away the moisture from your foot. And at the same time, it, because it's antimicrobial, helps keep odor down. The footbed is an antimicrobial foam with light ridges across the top. There are a lot of nerves on the bottom of the feet. If you can stimulate those nerves, that feels good and actually aids in recovery. Or so, you know, some scientists have, have proven with some of their work that neural stimulation along the bottom of the feet, you know, can be a, a positive thing for recovery. Now, what I did was I put that on a kind of a rugged trail bottom. So in a way, I think of this shoe almost like a mountain slipper. You know, it's got a bottom that you can wear in the snow and, you know, mud or rain, things like that. But it's a shoe you could wear barefoot. You know, it feels really natural. There's like all topos, lots of room for your toes Mm -hmm. to spread and spread. I love that part of the shoe. Yeah. Because I have a wider toe box. And I can't stand a shoe that is tight on my toes. Yeah. And well, you know, it's a funny thing. Once you become used to it, 
we're so conditioned, a lot of us, that yeah. before I started Topo, you know, I was the same way. You know, you're, you're used to having your toes all pushed together, and you don't think it's unnatural. Once you're used to having your toes be able to spread and splay, it's hard to go back to, mm-hmm. a, you know, a shoe that p- pinches your toes together. Okay, so what I think is cool about this brand, too, is that I'm literally talking to the founder of the company. I'm not going to be talking to the founder of any of these other big shoe companies. So talk about the brand as far as that goes, as far as keeping it small. I mean, you guys are you guys are doing really well, but like, how do you kind of keep that smaller community feel? Well, you know, I, I've always felt that no matter how big your company gets, because I've been with larger companies too, it's important to stay really connected. And I, I try to organize a company that it's a fairly flat organization so we're always you know only one or two people away from the consumer mm. or from the user let's not say it's consumer yeah. really from the user so I like that kind of structure and organization in our company I like connecting with people I like hearing what people don't like about our shoes or what they think we could improve I mean I think the more companies do that and engage directly with their customers especially with all the tools that are available to us today that's the most important thing. That's the road to making the best possible products, creating the best solutions for people, and probably the best new creative ideas. How long did it take you to create the first shoe? Well, you know, in my mind, I guess, I've always thought that I might start a shoe company. Okay. So, uh, you know, and running is a passion. You heard me say I was a runner in college, so this goes back 30-plus years. So all along... You know, I've kind of been studying and thinking about this and what do I really want in a shoe? I wanted shoes that are healthy, that mm-hmm. are healthy for you to use. You know, allowing your toes to spread and splay is not only comfortable, it's not only good for balance and agility, it's something that's healthy. And that's important to me. You know, it's like good nutrition or anything else, getting enough sleep. So we all have a chance to try and make an impact. It's a small thing, but to me it's important. So. Not a lot of people were doing that in the running shoe industry, so I felt like, you know, that's something I wanted to do. So probably in my mind, I was creating these mm. shoes, you know, for a number of years. Yeah. What shoe do you run in? I actually wear a lot of our different shoes. I, I mix all different types of shoes. So I'm one of those people who I don't want to do the same workout two days in a row. Mm-hmm. It's not like I do my same lap. I like to mix things up. So I use different shoes, different stack heights. I love to get on trails, so we make a lot of great trail shoes, use Vibram bottoms on those, Ortholite footbeds. So, you know, trail running, I'm, of course, going to be using our trail shoes. Right now, where I live in Boston, it's going to be kind of crummy weather, and so we make the lightest waterproof Mm. trail shoe, uh, trail running shoe you can wear, but I'm actually using that shoe on the road because it's got a great bottom for... Uh, snow or slip resistance it uses Vibram Mega Grip compound, which is a more slip resistant compound. So I feel safer, can run around corners more confidently, and stay dry. Stay dry as long as you can. You know, I mean, yeah. at a certain point, you're you're <laughs> going to get wet. But but especially at least if you were running the Boston Marathon this year, if you were year. running this last year, <laughs> you didn't make it to the start line without being <laughs> soaked. There's no shoe that could have prevented that. No. What are you most excited about in 2019 with the in the whole scheme of the running world? Well, I, I'm excited about um, you know the creativity in this industry. I think that I think that the industry is always good at finding and identifying solutions to make the experience better. And at Topo, those are the things that we're focused on. You know, for a long time, we've we've kind of been well, not a long time because we're not a very old company, but since we've been around, you know, we've been kind of focused on a lot of the same uh, technologies and ideas. But more recently, we've kind of expanded with, like we talked about, with this idea of recover. Having a great recovery shoe for after sport is something that's really important. Um, You know, using more experimental technologies and materials. For example, all of our shoes are essentially one-piece uppers. So that means there are no seams on the Mm -hmm. insides of the shoes, nothing to rub or blister or create a hot spot inside. So, you know, sometimes it's simple little things that you do. It can be complicated to execute, but those things all work toward delivering a better experience. So that's that's something that excites me about the industry. This is a random question, but what kind of socks do you like to wear with your running shoes? Oh, boy. Now you're going to make me make enemies with some people. I know. I didn't want to do that, but I was just thinking about that because people can be really particular about their socks. So it just depends. And, you know, it's like anything else. There's no one shoe for anybody. 
and I don't think there's any one sock for anybody, but some of the socks that I personally enjoy, I've always been a fan of Njinji's. Yeah. So Njinji socks have individual toe pockets. Oh, so you like that? Yeah, I really? actually do. And I'll tell you why. On really long runs, I never blister between my toes, no matter the weather conditions, if I'm doing hills, things like that. So because I've got that it's wrap like around the toe, yeah, it's like a glove on your foot. Huh. I've and never so, ran a sock like that. Yeah, so I love that. I like CEP as another sock brand. Okay. But there are a lot of great socks. Yeah. All right, Tony. Well, I am so happy that I got to meet you and hear your story. We should have you back on to learn more about your story. Yeah, I would love that. Um, but we're going to My offer wife says I love to talk about myself. Does so, she? Yeah. My husband probably says the same thing about me. <laughs> um, what does your wife do, by the way? She's an artist. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Does she help you design the... She's always got great opinions on colors. Oh, I bet and she I, does. Yeah, she's always really good with colors, so she helps a lot there. Yeah, and just while we're on the topic, you have two kids as well, right? I do, yeah. My my son is actually a filmmaker in New York. Okay. And my daughter works for us at Topo out in the Bay Area oh, in cool. San Francisco. Oh, you have grown kids. Yes, I You're know. probably looking at me like... I had I, them when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably looking at me like, man, you look tired, girl. <laughs> uh, four kids. I bet you are. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to offer listeners a 10% discount through the end of the year. That's right. With you guys. And they can find that information. LindsayHine.com. We're going to... Uh, the code is going to be another. And we'll also put some pictures on the show notes of the different shoes that, that we talked about. That would be great. Awesome. Thanks so much, Thanks, Lindsay. Tony. Great to be here. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening today. Thank you, Lily Trotters, Coros, Topo Athletic, and Orange Mud for supporting this episode of the podcast. And I hope that my listeners find you and enjoy your products as much as I do. You guys can find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. You can find Lily Trotters on Instagram. They are just Lily Trotters, L-I-L-Y Trotters. You can find Coros on Instagram. That's just Coros Global, C-O-R-O-S Global. You can find Orange Mud on Instagram. They are just Orange Mud over there. And you can find Topo Athletic on Instagram. And that's just Topo Athletic, T-O-P-O Athletic. Make sure you guys check out lindsayhine.com to get more information on all these brands and the giveaway that we're doing and all the discount codes. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And hey, I will see you this Friday with a new episode. Maybe it'll be someone who ran CIM this past weekend. I don't know. You'll have to find out. All right. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Thanks for tuning in.